You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what is up, Internet? This is Alex. And this is Frank. And we are filmmakers. And we are about to drink cognac. That's not how the intro goes. We, we, we said we kind of forgot how it goes. You weirdo. Yeah, we're not drinking bourbon today. Although it does have something to do with bourbon. Yeah. What is it? This is Martell Blue Swift. It's a spirit drink in honor of Halloween, Ooh. which is spooky and appropriate. the day we're recording this. Yeah. Um, it's made of cognac VSOP, which is... VSOP. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very sm- special old pale is what we looked up. And then it's finished in bourbon casts. Although it's not very pale. I mean, it looks, it's got the bourbon coloring. Yeah. Like it's kind of red, dark. It looks like a bourbon to me. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. All right, you want to try it? And it's a product of France. That's French. All right. Cheers. Sippy. Cheers. These new mics. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners had just tuned out. Um, that's good. It's really sweet, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's even sweeter than bourbon. <clears throat> it's sweeter. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's it made out of? Grapes, and that might be it. It's really? distilled twice. I wish... <clears throat> so my, my wife used to live in France, and she used to work for Martel, and she used to do all the tours. Really? But that was 2001, so she forgot most of... French? Of, uh, no, she speaks French very no. well, but she forgot most of like what goes into brandy and all the, the finer details. Got it. Otherwise, I'd have her come on here for five, five minutes. Is brandy us. different than cognac? Because this it, is a cognac, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so cognac, cognac is a subset of brandy. Got it. All, all cognacs are brandies, but not all brandies are cognacs. It's like bourbon. Yeah. It's the, it's the bourbon of the not bourbon world. Yeah. Of the other spirit world. So similar to bourbon, they have all kind of legal restrictions of like how they process it, where it can be from, it. how it's aged and stuff like that. Interesting. And it's very specific to a very spe- <clears throat> small part of France too. Like Champagne is, or something. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird when you think like France is about the size of Texas. So it's like, huh. like, oh, you can only grow this in like two counties in Texas. Like, Got it. It's like Texas, but not. There are less Republicans in France. Yeah. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> Far less. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks. This is, uh, yeah, this is new for the show. I don't think we've had a con- cognac? Cognac? Cognac. We're probably both butchering it. Yeah, whatever. Cognac a, is how... A distilled grape drink. And she said, um, so there's no ice. We're, we're doing this neat, if that's a thing with uh, brandy and cognac. Yeah. But um, Iceless. she said that um, for this particular one, you should pour it, give it a taste, and then like hold it in your hands. Warm it and warm it up and then taste mm. it after a few minutes and then wait for about five minutes until it warms all the way up. So with that theory, would it be better if I just put it in the microwave for 30 seconds? She or? said, do not microwave it. Got it. She okay, said, cool. specifically said, Alex, do not microwave Don't mic- Yeah, don't nuke it. Copy. Copy that. Hmm. So what's been up, man? You were actually in France recently. I was. I was. Just, yeah. is it the so, homeland or? Um, well, my wife lived there and so she has friends over there still. Hmm. And she goes every year, and then about every two or three years, I tag along. Sweet. And so I tagged along. We were there for two weeks. 
some uh, great cinema from mm-hmm. France. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Did you um, check out any movies while you're there? No. It would it would be pointless for me because I don't speak French well mm. enough to appreciate it. And there just wasn't like it was nonstop doing stuff while we're there. Got it. Mostly sightseeing or because you weren't, you weren't there for work. It was just pleasure, right? <clears throat> yeah. Just pleasure. Um, cool. Yeah. Her friends, we visit her friends. Like we spent um, like one day um, in tour, which is about an hour South of Paris, one day in tour by ourselves. And then we went to see her friends the rest of the trip. Oh, nice. Um, and so it's just them doing stuff, which mostly like about 70% of your day is taken up by eating. Sure. Um, long meals, very long meals. Yeah. Um, I did bring for the first time in five years, I did bring a camera with me really on vacation and silence your phone, Frank. Jeez. Come on. And for the first time in eight years, shot some stuff that would be work related ish. Really? I was like, you know, why not shoot some stuff that maybe there'll be a shot or two that I could use on a, on my website or something. Got it. Like that. Not like a explicitly for stock or something. No. Did you do that? No. No. Hmm. Not really, because I didn't want to. The reason I haven't taken a camera with me for so long is um, I've always just wanted to enjoy vacation and not make a work thing out of it. Yeah. And not concentrate too much on filming or getting video junk like that. So I've, uh, I've avoided that. And, um, listening to, um, trying to pull up his, uh, his name, the guy that was on our pink eye episode. Ooh, um, a while ago, by the way, for anybody that's wondering, we're not going to try to fake it. It's been a while since Frank and I've been in the studio together. Yes. We've both been on various jobs. I just got off of another movie and we're like, Getting back into it. It's weird. Yeah. It's anyway. been several months. Pink Eye episode. When was this? What episode was this? This was episode 115. It was with Cole Walliser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, him and I are still connected on Instagram. Yeah. And like listening to him talk about like him shooting this stuff while he's on vacation. I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe I can ease into that and still be able to have some fun. Are you hearing a radio station? Yeah. Yeah. Is that you? No. Oh, weird. Yeah, we got like a radio station bleeding in. I wonder if our listeners can hear that. Okay. Weird. Yeah, we're getting like some weird crossover. Anyway. Add that in and post then. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, he has, he's got a good strategy where uh, no matter where he is or where he goes, he's always shooting something and trying to like tie it to brands or self-promotion. And he's great about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something I'm, I'm very lazy, I guess. Yeah. When I go on vacation, I want to enjoy vacation. That's how I've been. Yeah. Um, like we just went to West Palm for a wedding and it's like, eh, I'm not bringing anything. Brought my laptop and I think I sent one email. That was yeah. it. <sighs> cool. Speaking of our headphones in studio, um, yeah, Gwen Sound did some uh, remodeling and this, uh, this bourbon booth is yeah. uh, completely different now. It's way different. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, we, sh- we should have Joe Rogan on the other side of the table or something. Yeah. It's pretty stepped up. Yeah. I wish you guys could see it. Maybe we'll take a photo or video and post on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're it's, changing. It's they're very evolving. formal. Yeah. I feel like we're we, on board. We are, <laughs> so we're at a table and the and the mics are mounted onto the desks now. Yeah, usually we sit in like leatherback chairs yeah. with a side table. Like I have my laptop in front of me. 
Yeah. We have places for our drinks to go. It's pretty great. It's weird. Yeah. It's Thanks good. for finally doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's good to see you. It's been a while. Oh, I'm glad to be kind of like in the uh, holiday lull with work and just winding down for the year. Cause it's been a great year. Yeah. What have you, what have you done since the last time I talked to you? Oh, when was the last time? Last time was right after boss level, right? right after boss level. It was mid August is when we recorded it. Really? I think we released it right away too. Mid August. It was right before I did Independent. I think you were maybe getting ready to jump on another movie. Yeah. So yeah, since that, I obviously I've done the other movie. Um, which I can say legally, pretty sure. Uh, it's called Point Blank. Um, it's a remake, speaking of France. It's a remake of a French film. Oh. Uh, called, I think it's called The Same Thing. This Fred Cavalier was the director. Um, and it's a story about a male nurse whose pregnant wife is kidnapped um, because he's treating like a criminal... Uh, in the hospital and the brother of that criminal kidnaps his pregnant wife and, and demands the return of his, his flesh and blood, his brother. And so he has to like navigate this criminal underworld and trying to save his family. Nice. It's pretty cool. Thriller, um, starring Frank Grillo, uh, Anthony Mackie from the Avengers, uh, Marsha Gay Harden from Miller's Crossing, um, Boris, McGiver from House of Cards, Zoe Barnes' boss. Yeah. Nice. So a bunch of cool people. All in Cincinnati. All shot in Cincinnati and set in Cincinnati, actually. Really? Yeah. Like they featured, you know, some local businesses and brands and pretty interesting. Like the story is actually going to take place. It'll say like Cincinnati, Ohio. Yes. And they're not trying to hide it. It's not like shooting in Cincinnati, but trying to play it as New York. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air. We don't have to hide our like architecture, <laughs> you know. Oh no, you can't shoot the stadium in the background. We're supposed to be in, you know, Manhattan. Have you seen that video? Uh, Vancouver never plays itself. Ah, uh, no, but I, I've seen a few things like that. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver's always what, like New York. Yeah, always everything else but Vancouver. Yeah, no. It was nice to work in town, like on a decent sized movie. It's a Netflix original, so it'll be out uh, next year on Netflix. Um, you know, the decent budget behind it, decent amount of money. We had a lot of toys, you know, lots of action and stunts and what did, what did you do and what kind of toys did you have? I was the A camera operator and then I shot uh, three or four or five days, I think three or four days of uh, second unit. So I guess I was classified as a second unit director of photography as well. Um, we shot it actually on the Alexa LF, the big full full frame one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alexa LF and the Signature Primes from Airy. So that camera because of the Netflix requirements. Yeah, because of the 4K mandate. So you're when you shoot with them, you're limited to a certain class of camera. You know, you have to have a 4K original file. You can't be in like a UHD upres like the Alexa Mini can do. Um. So this was the newest and best, and you know the DP likes the. Uh, Alexa line. And so he tested it. I went with him to, to camera department here in town. Um, and we tested that with various full frame lenses and came out with that combo, the Alexa LF and signatures. It was did, beautiful. Okay. So you liked it. 
Loved it. Yeah, it's a, a beast. I mean, that thing's super heavy. You know, we're doing handheld, long handheld takes, and, you know, there are points where I was uh, strapped to the front or back of an ATV, uh, like running down the road after a dude or a car or uh, something. Nice. Yeah. So you have that on an easy rig, and it's, oh, crazy. I think it's going to be a really great movie, though. Action-packed. Cool. Yeah. I think you were showing me, um, from what I remember, you were showing me a shot. You guys were testing at an airport, and you're going through a car. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that on this one, but <clears throat> okay. uh, just know that in this movie, there, there's a few trick shots that we did that I think will be remembered. Yeah. <clears throat> they need some VFX help and, you know, some assistance on the post side, but we did a lot. We did as much as we could practically, and I kind of can't wait to see how it how it plays on screen. So lots of real explosions and squibs and... You know, do they have, um, does Cincinnati have local stunt coordinators? Uh, no, this was the stunt coordinator on this one was the same from boss level that I did Frank Torres, who was also the second unit director on boss level. So him, so Frank Torres and Brian Simpson, uh, both LA guys, um, came back for, this was a war party production. It was Joe Carnahan and Frank Grillo, um, deal. So they kind of got the gang back together and brought everybody to Cincinnati. Nice. Yeah. But no, Frank's fantastic, and uh, so is Brian. The whole stunt team that we had was great. They're all about, like, dude, let's do everything we can with wires and pads and jumping people off buildings. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. But, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a while to that, and uh, Boss Level will come out. So, so it won't be um surprise reveal at the Super, uh, Super Bowl? What? From Netflix. What was, oh, what was that? That was like a Cloverfield. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be like that. Yeah, every, everybody knows it's it's in production and it's happened. Like it's up on IMDb and um, there's been nude ar- news articles about, you know, who's in the cast. Not nude articles, but, <laughs> you know, that would be uh, shocking. It would be. Yeah. No, people know it's coming. And it's a remake of that French film. So, yeah, it's like not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of of when we're recording this, it it is Halloween, so it is happy Halloween. Yep, boo, boo. I'm wearing. Oh, in honor of that, I'm wearing this shirt. I'm gonna describe it for you. It's red. It's mainly white with some red blood stains. Yeah, saws all means saws all. Yeah. So it was our crew, our camera crew shirt from mom and dad a couple of years ago. The Nick Cage, like, horror film. Nice. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of horror films, there's actually uh, a huge one in the news recently. Um, Halloween. The the sequel, like, Halloween 4 or whatever it is. The new one? I haven't heard about you it. You haven't heard about it? No. Supposedly I've also it was been a, gone for two weeks. Yeah, it's crushing it. Um, it's supposedly $10 million budget, and it's raked in, like, a couple hundred million right now. Really? Yeah, I'm going to actually pull up the... Uh, uh, what's it called? Film Mojo? Mm-hmm. Film Mojo? Is that what it is? I think. Sounds right. Yeah, that talks about but box office mojo. So if you go to that, um boom. Eleven day total, hundred and twenty eight million. Wow. Budget of ten million, <laughs> which blows my mind. 
worldwide gross, 174 million. That's nuts. That's what you call a successful film. Yeah. Right. And everybody was looking forward to it, and you know, now it's it, it had a huge opening weekend, but also the word of mouth is ridiculous. So people are going back like multiple times. They're telling friends that would never have seen it, and snowballing. That's exciting. That's like how it used to be. Right. Yeah, but ten million, like that's a peanuts budget, mm-hmm. and to come away with something like that, yeah, it's like Blair Witch. Yeah, you know, man, Blair Witch is about the only. I haven't seen too many horror movies, but Blair Witch was one of them. Yeah, it's been years. Yeah, that was another one. It was like a fifty thousand dollar budget, which is absurd. But it's found footage, and you know, it's super low lo-fi. But it ended up making what, like four hundred million. It was ridiculous. Still and, making money today? Yeah. That's the film everyone like, well, Blair Witch made this and it was an independent project. Sure. This so you're obviously going to make yeah. the same amount. <laughs> <laughs> they always put, spent 50000 and they made $400 million. So if we spend $100,000, we are going to make $800 million. Yeah. That's how it works out. The math holds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's just like the lottery. Like whoever won $1.6 billion recently. Yeah. They should I, was, I was a little upset that I was in France during that. Would you, so if you won that, would you actually make a movie? Yeah. Would you take the risk and make a film? There wouldn't be any risk. There is a risk. No. If you have, minus taxes even, like if you have a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah. Throwing $50 million into a movie is no risk at all. Cause it doesn't like, I could throw, I could throw $50 million into a movie and then shelve it and never release it. And it wouldn't matter. You would do it. No, I wouldn't do it, but <laughs> I would make the movie, yeah. but I wouldn't care how it did. At the box. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, it wouldn't, would. wouldn't matter. I would care how it did, but it wouldn't matter if I We're made any of the money back. You care. If people hate it, you still care. From an art level, yes. But from a financial point, I would. Oh, you hate it? Couldn't. That's cool. I have $250 million in the bank, yeah. fool. <laughs> you peasant. <laughs> uh, no, I would do it. I would make one. Totally do it. Yeah. But I would do like a $100 million Marvel film. Because it's a guaranteed like return on your investment. Uh, That's right. You could fund them yourself. You really you could, could. Yeah. You could be the sole like producer. Yeah. For a hundred million dollar film, and you get all the back end. Yeah. So whoever won out there, uh, I've got a script for a hundred million dollar film. Just letting you know. I've got a few one million dollar ones. Yeah. You can just. What's like. You make a hundred dollar change to a bum on the street. They can million bucks. Just throw it. Yeah. Just Here throw. you go, you bum. Here's a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I haven't been to the movies in a while. There's a lot of stuff out I want to see. I want to see First Man. The Damon it, it looks It looks really good. I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, at the that's end the thing. It's like <laughs> they're going to drag it out so much. You know the ending. I mean, you know all the little like ins and outs at this point in life. I feel like that story's been told so many times, but I don't know. Maybe there's some surprises. Maybe in the movie they reveal that they did know about alien life. Yeah. Right? It just turns into the Transformers movie. Yeah. Like halfway through. At the end of it, they walk off of a film set and like, that's how you film the first man on the moon. (laughs) Wink, wink. Stanley Kubrick. Um, Yeah. No, we haven't been in a while. Wife and I have been out of town, been working on projects and... We'll get there soon. Um, if we're talking about movies and stuff we've been watching, um, guess what TV show I finally decided to watch? And I 
Ozark. Freaking love it. Ozark? Nope. Um, How I Met Your Mother? Nope. Ooh. One more guess. What's that Australian you, kid show? Talk- the Wiggles? <laughs> You're watching that? No, you've mentioned it several times in the show. And it took my dad finally saying something about the show. Breaking Bad? No. Rick and Morty. Oh, you finally started it. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? I, I watched everything that's av- available on Hulu. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. It's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched the behind the scenes stuff? No. On YouTube? No. You should watch that, like how it's made. There's like one episode where uh, the main voice of the voice of uh, Rick and Morty is the same guy, uh, like gets wasted in order to portray R- a drunk Rick. Nice. Yeah. Because his tolerance is so high. He's never actually drunk. But he finally gets so drunk that he, he like has to figure out a different way to do it. So he's doing tequila shots and like trying to speak. It's great. By the way, we don't condone uh, unsafe drinking habits. Just letting you know. Yeah. yeah. Good for you, man. You, you finally joined the master race of people that watch Rick and Morty. It is. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. We um. What have we been watching? We started, uh, I started, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, speaking of Halloween. I have a buddy down in Atlanta who pushed Dolly on The Haunting of Hill House. Have you heard about it? No. It's an awesome, like, horror series, limited series, based on a book, based on a novel. But, like, four, episode four, five, six, one of the mid-season episodes, the entire episode is, like, five steady cam shots, and it's an hour-long show. So they're like 15, 17-minute shots. Like legit shots? Are they hiding cuts? No, legit shots. Yeah. He posted something on his Facebook page. His name's uh, Chris Salamon, um, where his dolly move had like 40-some points that he had to hit throughout the take. So he's like pushing it, stop. Okay, 360, stop. Okay, 180, stop. Okay, over here, stop. All while like dancing with the actors. That's crazy. Yeah. So... He's legit. The show's legit. Looks beautiful. Terrifying. Really scary. Yeah. You know what else is terrifying? Huh. We might be speaking into like an echo chamber right now. Why? Nobody might. Nobody knew. Nobody knows. Like nobody knows the show anymore. It's gone. You and I know. The might be gone. You and I know. Now explain explain what you mean. So iTunes took our show off their database. Yeah. So we're we're nowhere now. We are in the void. We're in a Rick and Morty parallel universe. Universe that uh, a univoid. Universe where FDB does not exist. What happened? Do we know? We're trying to figure that out. We we have a feeling that, based on some quick research I did online, we have a feeling that iTunes might have um, taken our show off because there's been some uh, what iTunes deems as inappropriate language in some of our titles and descriptions. Yeah, but we we don't know that for sure though, right? No. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know I don't know what else it could be. Basically for everyone out there, I got approached by uh, a potential new listener, somebody that listened to an episode on SoundCloud and was wondering, "Hey, are you on iTunes?" because I'd love to, you know, listen to the rest of what you have to offer and subscribe to you. I was like, yeah, of course we're on iTunes. He's like, oh, really? Because I, I, I just tried searching. Is it filmmakers drinking bourbon? Is this the correct spelling? And I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I just tried searching. There's nothing there. It says no results. So then I tried it. 
No results. I texted Frank. He tried. I tried it. I was like, I can see it. Yeah, but you're subscribed. And so you go to your library, pops up. If you search for it, it's gone. Yeah. So it's it's actually still there and it's still updating if you're subscribed. But any new potential listener, if you search, gone. Just vanished. Ghosted. Speaking of Halloween lingo. Yeah, so we're trying to iron that out. Hopefully by the time this is up, we'll have figured out what the issue is. Um, We'll be back up and running. Yeah, we have... the um when when Brandon left the show, we you know overlooked switching some things over. Sure, and, the, the changing uh, of the guard wasn't exactly smooth. No, just it like wasn't. one day you guys tuned in and heard a a brand new voice and went, "What? Yeah, the hell is this? I feel like I got duped." <laughs> but now you've come to love Frank, and we're figuring it out. Now we're now we're trying to do it properly. We're trying. <laughs> So anyway, we got to find Brandon wherever he is in the world and, and get the permissions for his account, yeah. get everything switched over. Yeah. And also contact iTunes and be like, what the hell? Yeah. They never notified I, us. Depending on, on what's in um, Brandon's iTunes account, once we do get the login, I may or may not have additional bones to pick with iTunes. Yeah. Bones. See, we keep bringing up the Halloween yeah. references. That's great. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but, you know, speaking of that, uh, I was talking to Bart here, our engineer here at uh, Gwen Sound, and he had a good point. Um, Spotify now does podcasts. Do they? And there's an easy way for us to get on it. He sent me a link and, and told me how he did it with his podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. He started one, too. Yeah, all about drum history. Um, not drunk history. Not drunk history, but drunk history. Drunk. That's what it should have been called. Uh, yeah, so we may be popping up on SpyTunes here. SpyTunes. Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> this cognac. Um, yeah, I think we should do that, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, maybe uh, drop us a line for those of you who can actually still hear us out there in the world. Uh, and let us know if there are any other platforms that you'd like to hear us on. Maybe you're, uh, I don't know, whatever the podcast app is. There's, there's Stitcher. I know Stitcher. we're on that. I know yeah. like a lot of them just automatically pick up sure. our feed. The RSS. And then some you have to submit to. Like I um I think iHeartMedia you have to submit to. So Got it. we'll have to do that too. But if, yeah, if there's a platform that you're dedicated to and you're like, yeah, I only listen to podcasts on blah, blah, blah. But for you, I come to iTunes. Um, let us know if yep. you if you want to hear us on iHeartRadio or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll try to make it happen because that's the kind of people we are. We're the make it happen people. We are. Anyway, uh, so what's coming up for you? Coming up? Actually, you know what? I want to talk about one more scary thing before we move on. You should. You know what's really terrifying right now? What's that? Is American politics. No, I'm not going there. I'm not going that, down that route. But I want to segue this into one of your recent productions that I know nothing about. Really? You somehow got involved in the scary, scary world of American politics. A bit. I dipped my toes into it. You dipped your toes in. Kind of the fringes. Kind mm-hmm. of like the uh, the ripples were settling on this adventure. Yep. I saw a photo of you and Barack Obama. Yeah, that's right. Please explain. So, um, it's going to sound funny. Barack Obama um, came out of hiding, per se, <laughs> to start this tour to promote people to go out and vote for the upcoming election. Sure. And so for the for his first day of being like, Hey, I'm, I'm back type of thing. He, uh, he did the speech and, and, uh, there was an organization called, um, 
now this politics yeah um that got an exclusive interview one-on-one interview with him cool and they needed a film crew to film that sure and so i got involved in that there was damn i was hoping you like explicitly set out and say, i want uh frank Steele to you know record my first uh meeting back you know with the american people yeah he texted me and he was yeah. like you know i heard you on fdb i bet he texts in that cadence too yeah you know <laughs> anyway well, that's cool. So uh, uh, now this, yep, contacted so, you. Um, no, actually. So um, the way it worked out, I'm gonna go backwards for a second. It'll make more sense. The year was so, 1745. The Independent Film Festival, which we've talked about, yes, um, on the show. So I was I was working that. I was involved in that. And there was a um, filmmaker who made an amazing film there that I was hanging out with that week and Did i didn't say what it was or who it was um his name is trevor morgan ah. and um the film he made is margaret margaret and the moon really cool film i was hanging out with trevor and i didn't because i didn't watch um i had seen some i had before the festival started i had seen like three films his was one of them but the other one I'm, was avengers and <laughs> then third close encounters with the third kind yeah okay. nailed it cool <laughs> And, um, um, I'm terrible with names. So I was hanging out with Trevor, um, during, you know the, my name? during, it's not Brandon. <laughs> Sorry. I'll stop interrupting. Good. <clears throat> so I was hanging out with Trevor during the week and I didn't, I didn't put two and two together that he was, he was the director of this film. We were just hanging out and, um, you know, towards the end of the festival, I, I figured out he, he was attracted to this film and like, Oh, holy shit. Like I want to be, I want to yeah. be involved in whatever you're doing sure. next or whatever and so like i started talking to him about like I, you know, i've got a bunch of grip gear and and junk like that and like chicago like he's from chicago it's like chicago's not too far away no like um you know travel and he's like okay and so like the week the week after he he hits me up and he's like hey i've got this uh this like corporate style interview um yeah if you want to be and he told me like the date and you're like yeah sure date location and like rate and yeah. uh i was like okay yeah i'm on board and little did so, you know uh, I got an email. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll set you in touch with the, uh, the DP that I used on the, on Margaret and the moon. And so this, this dude named Mike Farino yeah. emails me and he's asking for, um, all kinds of information for a background check. And I was like, okay, what? that's fine. Whatever. And so I'm giving this information. In the meantime, I'm thinking like Mike Farino, that name sounds so familiar. Yeah. And, and so like, I'm checking, <clears throat> I'm checking through all my emails and stuff and I can't find him. I'm like, okay, I, I looked him up on IMDb and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't know who, yeah, maybe I don't know who he is. And then like a few days later, like there was additional screening material, like information they needed from me. And he's like, this is the secret service is needing this. I'm like, what? Okay. This just got a little bit more interesting. And so I provided that information. I was like, okay, so it's some type of politician. Yeah. No. I was like, I don't know who gets Secret Service protection, but like it's ex presidents do. Like, ex presidents do. <laughs> presidents do. Like I was like, I don't know if like head departments and stuff like that get it or not. Yeah, it's depending like, on how high up you are. And yeah. so I was like, okay, this is interesting. And so I was. Um, they brought me in as a, a gaffer. Uh huh. And so I was communicating with Mike, and like, you know, we were figuring out what like look we wanted and stuff like that. And he shared a screenshot from a, a thing and. Um, cause I didn't even know who the client was 
at this mm. point either. And like he shared a screenshot from from video they did with Al Franken. Al Franken? Franken. Franken. And I was like, oh, okay. Peter Frampton. Like this is Al Franken. This is cool. And um, so I don't find out until I'm driving to the shoot. Yeah. Who it's for. I'm like, okay. Wow. And he's like, oh, it's for Barack Obama. Like, don't, t- you know, don't say anything because we have an exclusive and like nobody knows about it until like, so don't say anything. So you're, you're violating that agreement right now? No. it's For probably, our it's, listeners only. Yeah. You guys get the special. You do. We're leaking it to you. <laughs> Barack Obama's out of hiding. Yeah. So how was it? How was he? Uh, awesome. Yeah? yeah. Was it like an hour long thing? Was it a full day? So it was, a, it was a full corporate day. I'd say like a, not like a 12 hour day, but it was mm. like 7 a.m. till 5 wow. type of day. But we only had Barack Obama for at max 15 minutes, but 15. we had him for 10. The interview lasted 10 minutes. Whoa. Was yeah. he like fully prepped and knew exactly what he was going to say? And... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I imagine that they probably sent him like at least like these are the type of questions we're going to ask. Sure. He, he talks so much yeah. that we got through three questions in that time. Wow. It's, um, it's the cadence. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was, he was like to uh, say, uh, sorry, go uh, ahead. He was totally cool. Um, and like we, the, the room we were in, um, we, everyone was expected, um, expecting him to come in from the door. Yeah. And like he came in from the back. Trap door in the bottom and, of the floor. Uh, he's like, Hey I'm guys. Here. And I'm like, I know that voice from somewhere. You're like, Oh God, he's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. man. So for yeah. 10 minutes, you shake his hand. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He, he came in, he, um, That's why you shook haven't a, washed it. Shook a few people's hands, mine included. Um, and then me and, and him, threw down a smoke, smoke and him, bomb and disappeared. <laughs> Poof. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Obama out. And me and him um, joked around for about a minute. And then it was like, this was like really. Surreal. Like I, I hinted at Mike Farino. So. Yeah. <laughs> going back. To so um, that when, when we arrive at the, when, when Trevor shows up, Trevor shows up with Mike um, Farino at the hotel. Yeah. And I'm helping them unload their, their van and. The cases and equipment and stuff like that, and I notice, I notice some shitty rigs, um, stickers on on some of Mike's cases. I'm like, oh man, that's who it is. And so like I asked him like once I I bring his stuff up to his his room. I was like, are you involved with shitty rigs? He's like, yeah, I own that. And I was like, oh uh, dude, you're on our podcast. And yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Came full circle. It did. You know why? Because FDB unites the world. Yeah, I've come to realize that. That, uh, you know, there's oxygen, there's blood, there's water, there's bourbon. Yep. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. What a cool experience. It was. You got to shake the hand of a living legend. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So you, that's all you're going to do now is politics? No. Yeah, I, I do have... Dirty, dirty word of politics. I do have now a stupid goal where I want to do, do a video for every living president. Who's the uh, oldest living? Carter? Carter, yeah. Well, yeah. he's the oldest, like, the furthest back president. I'm not sure if he's the oldest or not. No, no, no. But the, the yeah, furthest back. Yeah. What was he, like, 42? I don't know. 41? 40? Carter, who was it? Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton. Yeah. Obama, Trump. Obama's 44, 43. 
40? Sure. We'll go with that. 40. Cognac math. Cognac math. That's awesome, man. Um, So what's next for you? Um, I am prepping for a potential project for some commercials for a lawyer, for some lawyers. Mm. Hillary Clinton? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You never know. You never know. Um, That's awesome, man. So keeping the ball rolling, you can close out the year on a strong note. I'm going to try to. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a few things in the works, too. Like what? Uh, I can't say anything, as is pretty standard around here. Mm -hmm. Can't say anything. They're all three kind of commercial projects. Uh, One's food-related. One is um, not food for humans-related, and the other one is um, not food-related. Okay. (laughs) Cool. I know exactly what it is now. Yeah, good. I'm glad glad I illuminated everything. Toys R Us commercials. No, but um, just doing, doing commercial spots and corporate and all that stuff while I, uh, you know, wait for the next film to come around. That's, you know, that's where my mind's at. That's where my kind of path, the path I'm on. Um, yeah. So we'll see what, we'll see what pops up. Cool. Yeah. Definitely staying in town though. Not going anywhere. That's good. Yeah. 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 Not moving to Atlanta. Not yet. No. We, dude, have I talked about this on the show? That there's a, that the Elkins name will live on. Oh, no. No? What are you talking about? Uh, my wife is is cooking up a youngster. What? Yeah. I don't think I told you that I... I, I you knew. haven't told me, but I found out through Facebook. Yeah, because Facebook, like bourbon, connects, connects the world. Um, yeah, man. Congrats. We're, thank you. I'm stoked. I'm really, really excited. Uh, little boy. We know that for a fact. So my the, the Elkins name lives on. So... Yeah. New first to AC. No. He's going to be a lawyer. Lawyer. With Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, man. So she's due in February. So we're just, um, we're in in prep, the way my mind works. We're in prep uh, on the nursery. Yeah, we're uh, trying to baby-proof the house and get everything done. We're getting new floors. It's a 20-year-old home. And the previous two owners had dogs and everything, so... Floors, carpets that I don't necessarily want a baby crawling around on. Yeah. So we're replacing everything, like, you know, uh, laminate downstairs and carpet from the stairs up to the second floor. And Are you a germaphobe? I wouldn't say germaphobe, but, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. I have, I have two brothers, and they both have kids. And one of them lets their, their kids crawl over the floor, the dirt, sure. eat off the floor. The other one's like, can't touch anything unless we desanitize yeah. Is it, is the germ laden kid, the like second or third child? Uh, first, the first and second, but I mean, both, they were never like super concerned about getting, like they, they, they figure that, you know, they're going to eat some dirt and stuff like that. And it's going to help their sure. immune system. But are they two different families? Are yeah. They, oh yeah. So are they both the first kid for each family? Um, okay. So one that believes in germs has two kids. Yeah. The other has a set of twins, and they're very germ, anti-germ. Got it. Is the one that b- is okay with germs, did, were they anti-germ for the first kid? Because that's yeah. the story I hear a lot. Yeah. That for the first wait, wait, kid. No, 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 no. Got no, it. They're pro. 
I mean, I don't want to say pro-germ, but like... <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. It's going to yeah. strengthen their immune system. Yeah. So the story I always hear is that the first kid, every parent, new parent is like, oh my God, I got to be so careful. You drop a binky or whatever on the floor and you're like running under water and scrubbing it off and sanitize it. And then you put it back in the mouth. Whereas yeah. like the second kid is just, you drop on the floor, wipe it off with your t-shirt, <laughs> shove it back in the kid's face. Yeah. You know, you learn that they're not uh, weak and, you know... Not like, like a Ming vase. Fragile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ming vase. Yeah, this is my Swarovski child. Uh, anyway, so that's the newest um, episode, you'd say, in nice. my life. Yeah, I, I've I've season heard, two coming soon. I've heard that babies change everything. It already has, it already has. So more changes to come, but good ones, I hope. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Was that your neat thing? My neat thing. Yeah, it's my baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's what about cool. yours? What's your neat thing? Uh, my neat thing is uh, far less exciting and important yeah. and probably pretty stupid. Um, point-and-shoot cameras. Okay. I, I haven't given a thought about point-and-shoot cameras. No. Um, like with a built-in for, lens? Yeah. For since 01, 02, maybe. Sure. Um, and bringing my camera and a lens and a bag and junk like that on the vacation. Like I packed light, but it was still annoying. Mm -hmm. And I learned that they have like, there's some nice point and shoot cameras. Now you can just drop in your front pocket. For example, um, there's like a Sony RX 1000 NX 1000. Yeah. Um, and it has like the same size sensor as my a6300. And it has like this crazy zoom ran range and like, so it's you not like, one? no, oh. I just, I, I didn't like, I'm discovering, I just There's discovered like point shoot cameras, like, yeah. like perfect for a vacation thing. Like I don't want to tote around a bag of lenses and sure. and junk like that. And like, just to grab, you know, a few shots here and there of something that like, I'm not going to shoot a short film. I'm not going to shoot a commercial or a talking head thing with it, but take on vacation and not worry about it and sure. just slip it in your pocket. Yeah. I could have packed a lot lighter if I had known about them. So Got it. You know, if you put a, a Cook Anamorphic on an Alexa Mini, it makes a great point-and-shoot camera. Does it? Yeah. You just point it at something <laughs> and you shoot. It's beautiful. And it's gorgeous. Cool. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, there's a lot of new tech. Um, Do I, they have the pocket Alexa yet? No, they never will. They never will. Yeah, well, cool, dude. It's been good seeing you, good catching up. It's kind of a like intro back to the uh, model episode. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm just so Gwen Sound. One of their upgrades they have is they have this this timer now. Yeah, and it it feels like I've looked at it like ten times in the last. It's been reset. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like it hasn't <laughs> moved. Okay. See, that's gonna... the cognac talking. Yeah. Or there's a ghost that keeps turning the knob. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Gwen Sound, um, if you like the way we sound, um, this is all fo- thanks to the folks at Gwen Sound. And so you should check them out for all your post-production sound needs. Mm. Good um, old Gwen. Yeah, good old Gwen. Yeah. And um, it would mean a lot to um, Alex and I if you left a, a rating and review on iTunes. For those subscribed. <laughs> and for those who are not subscribed, please wait a little bit. Yeah, until it comes or back Or leave up. a review on Facebook or Stitcher, sure. wherever you're actually finding us. Or just, you know, write it down on a sticky note and put it next to your computer and wait until the iTunes comes back online. 
And then we'll read it on the show. We will. Yeah. Mail me the sticky note. Um, cool. And we love hearing from you, so hit us up on social media at FDB Podcast. On pretty much everything. Yeah, right. FDB Podcast. I think that's it. Like on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. I think it's all the same. FDB Podcast. Um, and so sure. can you can connect with us personally too. Um, you're on Instagram, right? No, I'm not. You're yet. not. I'm, I'm about to be, you should be. I'm Alex Elkins DP. I'm pretty sure on Instagram. Yep. And then Frank will be on shortly. And then you can, uh, have a direct line to the man's men behind the mic. Yep. Men's men's behind the mics. Men's behind the mic. Two men's one mic. Yep. Got it. <laughs> Cool. So we're Alex and Frank, and uh, I'm encouraging you to shoot footage, but sip bourbon. Absolutely. And if this does come out before November 6th, get out and fucking vote. Yes. Fucking Set vote. It. All right. Cool, dude. Frank, cheers. Cheers. This podcast is produced by Frank Steele and recorded live at Gwyn Sound Studio. Find out more at GwynSound.com.